Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Hey, and hello to all of you tuned in to this pre-Thanksgiving edition of Talking with T. I'm Tanisha Baker, the host with the most of what you need to know to stay engaged, educated, empowered, and of course, entertained. We like what is right and reveal what is real in trending news and current events. This is the show designed with your interest in mind. It's November 21st, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, actress Goldie Hawn, football player turned news anchor Michael Strahan, Chauncey Black of R&B group Blackstreet, and baseball great Ken Griffey Jr. On this day in history, in 1980, there was a fire at the MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas, killing 84 people and injuring 785. This is considered to be one of the most devastating events to ever hit the city. Today is recognized as Cyber Monday. If you're like me, you may have opted out of the Black Friday madness and reserved your barking shopping for today. The theme this month is Be Thankful and Be Giving. By the time we talk again, many would have celebrated the Thanksgiving holiday. It's the day of the year to count your blessings and not your calories. A lot are very fortunate to sit down and enjoy a bountiful meal of beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, beans, creams, potatoes, beans, creams, potatoes. But remember, there are many that do not. Think about inviting a family or person less fortunate than you to Thanksgiving dinner. Hopefully, you'll make quality time a priority with your loved ones, and hopefully, you'll enjoy family, friends, food, fun, and fellowship. In being thankful, we acknowledge our gratitude for many blessings. I encourage you not to take your blessings for granted and express your gratitude consistently and continually, not waiting to do it on just one day of the year. Being grateful turns what you have into enough. Remember that there is probably someone praying for what you take for granted. Let's hop right in to our happy highlights. We'll start with basketball superstar LeBron James, who has pledged $2.5 million as a donation to support the exhibit honoring Muhammad Ali at the new Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. Another happy highlight involves the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation. For the past 13 years, the foundation has hosted a fashion show where children who have survived cancer, as well as those battling cancer, get to dress up as what they want to be when they grow up. The show had previously been held in Tampa, Florida, but this year it was in Charlotte, North Carolina, thanks to Dillard's, who sponsored the event. They plan to take the show to five different locations starting next year. Read more about this story and check out the adorable photos on www.talkingwitht.com. Let's turn our attention now to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Nick Cannon is having baby number three with his ex, the former Miss Arizona, Brittany Bell. A train derailed in North India, 
killing 104 people and trapping many others early Sunday morning when the overnight passenger chain rolled out the track. Two juvenile suspects, ages 13 and 15, are in custody for killing U.S. Representative Danny Davis's 15-year-old grandson over a pair of sneakers. I just have to pause and say to keep our children uplifted and in prayer. Many of their priorities are all wrong. Locally in East Tennessee, fires are still burning, including a forest fire covering 900 acres in Blount County. Air quality is still being monitored, and there are some groups discouraged from going outside or limiting the time they are outdoors due to the smoky haze covering most of the East Tennessee area. In fact, some Kentucky schools closed due to the smoke from nearby wildfires. A part of the battle is against arsonists that are intentionally setting these fires. I read that arson is suspected in more than half of the currently burning 67 Tennessee wildfires. Battling these wildfires is costing the state millions of dollars. Eight people were arrested Saturday when the White Lives Matter group clashed with the Black Lives Matter group where a monument had recently been dedicated near the Texas state capitol to recognize the achievements of African-Americans to the state. Four of the arrests were due to assault, two for evading arrest, one for disorderly conduct, and one for interference with public duty, whatever that is. Anywho, the police said that protesters were attacking other protesters, but they weren't sure what side they were on since the groups were intermingled. The leader of the White Lives Matter group, Ken Reed, said that his group is concerned with white people's preservation. So my question is, what do they hope the outcome of their protest would be? I mean, I know that those that participate in the Black Lives protest hope to encourage equality and discourage racism and unfair attacks on people of color. But what do these white lies protesters want? Hmm. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back with trending news in the aftermath of the election of Donald Trump, the Crazy Chronicles, and more. Your spirit, Lord. Yes, I enjoy your company. 
bad for me Fits me perfectly So I offer you worship I rip from you constantly From everything Yet you still give me purpose So I cry out With my loudest voice Lord God you're so worthy Lord God you are everything I need to survive You are everything I need to survive. Well, now it's time for trending news as I bring on the know-it-all Professor Jay and our lead investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, to this pre-Thanksgiving edition of Talking with T. How are the two of you? Wonderfully well, as always. Yes, and I'm just awesome, talking. All right, all right. Well, in the aftermath of the recent presidential election, topics related to that are still trending in the news with multiple stories tied in some way to Trump as our most recent president-elect. Now, racial tensions are sparking several media stories, including one reporting that flyers urging white women to refrain from dating black men being put up all over the campus of Southern Methodist University in Dallas. And I actually posted those flyers on my website, and you should really look at the wording to see some of the statements that are made as to why white women shouldn't date black men. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. And a teacher in Hamblin County, Tennessee, was dismissed Friday for unprofessional conduct after posting a Snapchat photo of a student with a racial slur. The teacher is Katie Beth Rich, and she was in her first year as a teaching assistant at East Ridge Middle School, where she also served as a sixth-grade basketball coach. And also, Lauren Pottle, a TV reporter in Detroit, Michigan, resigned from her position at the NBC affiliate station WDIB this past Wednesday after it leaked that she used a racial slur during an off-air conversation. Now, my done. Houston News anchor Scarlett Picard was fired by KRIV-TV after making a Facebook post blaming President Obama for racism while at the same time praising Donald Trump. Still not done. Mayor Beverly Whalen, the mayor of a small town in West Virginia, resigned after outrage poured in regarding her comment on social media describing my first lady, Michelle Obama, as an eight in heels. Mm. So, well now, yeah. Well, now, uh, I was scrolling through Facebook this morning, and the uh, woman who called first lady Michelle Obama an eight in heels, uh, they put a picture well, on this particular post. There was a picture of this woman and an albino gorilla. And mm-hmm. let's just say that there was... <laughs> a more striking resemblance between this white woman and the albino gorilla than we need to really talk about. <laughs> so let's just let's just keep it one hundred. First lady Michelle Obama is the one of the classiest and the most beautiful first ladies that we've had in a while. And, you know, let's just let's just keep it one hundred. As I said, you know, we've got Melania Trump 
who is the incoming first lady, and, you know, we've seen everything that God has given her, but yet the people want to, you know, shade uh, First Lady Obama for having her arms out. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying what I'm saying. Right, right. You're just talking about what you're talking about. Well, right. you know, it's crazy to me that racism runs so deep that people are willing to lose their jobs over it. Like they might believe that Trump being the president-elect is giving them some kind of pass, but nope, not yet, because they losing their jobs right and left. In fact, an Alabama cop was also fired after racist posts on Facebook stating that over 620,000 white people died to free black slaves until this day, not even one thank you. Um, Excuse me, sir, but I researched, you know, because I had to verify this, but I researched the number, which is stated exactly at 620,000. But it's inclusive of not only the black people that fought in the Civil War, as well as all who died in the war in general, regardless of what side they were on. Also, whether they died to free slaves or because of the desire to maintain a balanced economy is debatable. Regardless, it's inappropriate, and this comment reflects, I believe, the ideas of the officer that posted it. Yes, indeed, and of course, these racial slurs have not just been limited to uh, politicians or even police officers, but there was a Facebook video that has recently gone viral of a teacher in Baltimore who teaches, who was teaching rather, let me go ahead and put that in the past tense because she's recently lost a job, who was teaching a group of middle school children. And of course the children were being middle school kids and anybody who has taught in a school, particularly an inner city school, uh, knows that you come, you enter the classroom with many challenges. You know, our kids are very energetic. They can be unruly. They can be disobedient. So this particular class was off the chain. And she proceeds to go into this tirade about how these kids are going to grow up to be nothing but broke A-N. And you know what the A-N stands for. And if you don't, ask somebody who does. And how these kids were going to end up getting shot. And fortunately, for the teacher's sake, uh, these kids were a little, they, they were they were very shaken up, obviously, but they weren't unruly to the fact that they ended up dragging her out by her blonde hair. I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, this could have totally gone less field in any other school because as Tanisha, you, and Pam and I have talked about in preparation for the show, I'm just thinking in terms of my kids. Not only would she have lost her job, but, you know, the the young people that I teach, they bar none. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that she would have left out of that schoolhouse on a stretcher because, you know, most inner city kids, they're not going to stand for you calling them what she called them for too long. Right, right. And, 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 and then plus, that cards would have been there in 2.2 seconds. Right. She she really wasn't teaching a group of bad kids. They might have been unruly and disruptive, but there wasn't no bad kids because if there had been really some bad kids, like he said, they would have throat punched her with a quickness. And then their mamas and their grannies would have came over there. (laughs) Right. Well, there's some more that I want to share in this post-election drama. 
And this is regarding Trump's selection of those that he wants to join him in governing the country. And it remains under fire now as he has named Jeff Sessions as his attorney general. And keep in mind, this is the same man who was rejected as a federal judge due to racist behavior. Also, Donald Trump settles out of court for the charges of fraud against Trump University for $25 million. And also trending is Vice President-elect Mike Pence attended a performance of Hamilton in which a cast member read a heartfelt message asking that everyone be protected and that inalienable rights be defended and upheld. Well, since that time, Donald Trump has said that the cast of Hamilton should apologize to Mike Pence for their terrible behavior. So I say this to Mr. Trump. If you want to start requesting apologies, then lead by example. There are quite a few apologies you might want to issue based on the distasteful comments, insults, and threats you spewed during your campaign run, which is probably what prompted the respectful request from the cast of Hamilton in the first place. That is true. Now, uh, of course, like you said, the cast was very civil. And, of course, there were several people in the audience who booed, and the actor who was reading the statement politely urged the audience not to boo, and they quickly got quiet. And, again, I don't see where they would be liable for an apology when President Trump himself has run a campaign on side-handed comments, off-handed comments to various racial and ethnic groups and women, and even making fun of the disabled. So, you know, I think, like you said, he does need to lead by example. But, I mean, hey, he's probably going to ask us for an apology if he gets wind of this show, too. So, <laughs> And that will be the day. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, on Twitter, they have the hashtag Boycott Hamilton. All these um, people of the light of complexion. Um, but I'm trying to figure out how do you boycott something that sold out until May of 2017? And then if right. they don't want their tickets, they can always give them to us. We'll go. Right. I know that's right. I'd love to see it. Yes, I've been dying to see it. I'm just I'm just waiting on it to hit somewhere else where I don't have to, you know, give over give over my whole paycheck to go see it. Right, right. Well, speaking of speaking of boycott, the anti-Trump movement is calling for the boycott of 32 retailers connected to Trump. So the hashtag Grab Your Wallet marks the movement to hit Trump and those supporting him in the wallet. Shoes.com was the first retailer to respond, and Shoes.com announced Saturday that it was removing Ivanka Trump's shoes from its inventory. Even though, it, you know, it's smaller than some of its competitors like Zappos, which continues to sell Trump merchandise. I also read that Grab Your Wallet movement is picking up some steam as Bellacore has dropped the Trump home line of chandeliers and other home decor from its website. So you can find a full list of these retailers in the link to the article from Business Insider, which is also posted on my website, www.talkingwitht.com, under today's show date. One minute. Donald Trump had a line of chandeliers? Oh, yes. You should see the list of retailers and products that are actually associated or related to Trump Enterprises. Well, now, 
I think I have one. I think I still have a Donald Trump necktie back before, you know, he became the evil man that we now know him to be when Macy's was mm-hmm. done. And I think I got it back in the closet. Let me go find my lighter right quick. It was a cute tie. <laughs> I can let it go now. <laughs> well, I have had several people mention to me the obvious disproportionate attention placed on three of Trump's children, namely Don, Eric, and Ivanka, compared to his daughter Tiffany. And Trump said that he's proud of his daughter Tiffany to a, quote, lesser extent. He went on to say it's because she just got out of college and Tiffany has been labeled in the media stories as, quote, the other Trump. And I'm thinking that was quite tactless to say that he's proud of her, but to a lesser extent. Really? Uh, well, in other Trump children news, uh, <laughs> according to the New York Post, Melania and Barron will not be staying in the White House because Barron has to finish out the school year at his prestigious private school. So when the school year is over, from what I read earlier today, Barron and Melania are going to move into the White House, and they're going to maintain their residence up until then in Trump Tower. So, And, of course, all the entrances to Trump Tower will be shut off. The streets will be blocked because, you know, Secret Service will have that thing on lock. But whatever. Right. And didn't I read that Trump is only wanting to stay there part-time anyway in the White House? That, well, maybe he's already planning for the fact that he might not make it through his entire four-year term. Oh. (laughs) So he don't want to move everything (laughs) Right. I mean, it's probably, he he probably only knows this is going to be a temporary situation. Maybe he's still in shock, the fact. Uh, to the fact that he actually won the election because, you know, we've said for several months now that we think that we've been watching an episode of Punk, so maybe he thought that this was a joke and, you know, again, he's still trying to wrap his mind around the fact that he's actually the president and he's not going to be there for long. But anyway, let me shut up before, you know, he makes me apologize. I mean, <laughs> and I'm thinking that Millennia, Millennium, whatever her name is. <laughs> Wait a minute. Millennia? Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying Millennia, Millennium, Millie Mill, whatever. Millennia. Well, we might, we might need to call her Millie Vanilli, because we already know she can't say anything of her own. Frank <laughs> think is, I did not sign up for this. I just want to <laughs> Right. And this fool going ran for president and won. And now that he's in first place, I don't know just beef about being a first lady. She's not going to move it at all. Y'all know that they're going to be paying for Secret Service. Well, we will be paying for Secret Service for her in New York because she's not going to move that. She's clueless. Mm-hmm. Well, a little more controversy. There was a private meeting Thursday night in which Trump's daughter and son-in-law joined him at Trump Tower to meet with Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Well, the phone shut down for the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee with people calling for an investigation into Trump's finances as well as apparent conflicts of interest. And finally, it's reported that the Trump team is looking for loopholes in the current budget to move money toward the construction of a wall along the U.S. and Mexican border without the approval of Congress, while Trump is personally looking into a Muslim registry. Well, we have actually a couple of non-Trump-related stories. Sadly, gunfire erupted in Dyersburg, Tennessee, which is just a little north of Memphis near UJ, 
um, people were sitting on the front porch of a home attending the birthday party of a two-year-old when the shots rang out. Seven were wounded, and the mother of the birthday boy was actually killed. A six-year-old was airlifted to the Regional Medical Center in Memphis while the other victims were taken to the Dyersburg Hospital. The hospital was placed on lockdown as a precaution. The police began scouring the area for three suspected gunmen, and then I read on Friday that 30-year-old Torius Russell was arrested for the shooting and charged with first-degree murder. It is said that Russell had gone to the house and even shook hands with someone before he started shooting. Russell then escaped on foot, and I don't know what the deal is with catching people off guard at children's birthday parties, but also Raheem Runaway was charged with killing Daquan Spencer in Brooklyn while Spencer was attending his son's third birthday party. Runaway hit Spencer 14 times with a spray of bullets. That is crazy as I'll get out. Why would you go? I mean, if you're looking for this, these people, then I'm pretty sure you've seen them somewhere prior to the kids' birthday party. Why would you want to traumatize some kids like that? And Dyersburg is a is a relatively small and quiet little town, so you don't really hear too much uh, going on up that way anyway. So it kind of hits the entire West Tennessee region for a loop. Well, moving on, I recently saw a Facebook post from a mother who said that her child had been burned by a hot glue gun. Going to social media worked out for her because soon after I saw the post, I came across a news story stating that the St. Louis police are investigating the incident. So students at the school have walked out in protest stating they will continue to protest until they don't feel threatened at the school. So what happened was a black student was being taunted or teased by some white classmates with a hot glue gun. The photo posted by the mother shows a severe burn on her child's arm. Then she said that the white student squeezed the hot glue on her son's seat, and he was burned again when he sat in the chair. The mother, Lynette Hamilton, went to the school the next day and asked to meet with the principal, but was told she needed to make an appointment. I was like, wait, what? And when I read this post, she had yet had the opportunity to actually meet with anyone at the school. So the students protesting said that a group of white students keep chanting Trump, Trump, Trump toward the black students on the school bus. You can find a link to the full story on my website, which includes additional details and incidents that have happened toward black students at this school. And this makes me both angry and sad, because how are we supposed to receive a quality education while having to deal with this racial foolishness. Yeah, and it, and I also read that from this particular parent, incidents of racism have been going on for quite a while at this particular school, and she brought it to the forefront. So I don't know. Right. Well, hopefully by her calling them out on it, an investigation, which I see it has, will take place since the school themselves did not see fit to respond to her then I'm happy that the police are getting involved. All right, so let me add something to the happy highlights. Of course, Thursday is Thanksgiving, and one of the most heartwarming stories to hit the news this week is the story of Wanda Dench, who sent a text message to her grandchildren, or who she thought was her grandchildren in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, reminding them that Thanksgiving dinner was happening on Thanksgiving Day at 3 o'clock p.m., and she sent the text message, and I quote, 
Thanksgiving is at my house on November 24th at 3 o'clock p.m. Let me know if you're coming. Hope to see you all. Of course, that includes Amanda and Justin. So most times we find ourselves text messaging people, and we may be one or two digits off. And, of course, she sent this message, and she was expecting a response from her grandkids. Instead, she gets the response that says, who is this? Miss Dench replies, your grandma. And then she sends an emoji. Now, while she thought she was texting her grandchildren, the text actually ended up going to Jamal Henson, who's a 17-year-old high school senior. Now, Jamal was surprised that his grandma knew how to text and knew about emojis and even knew how to text on an iPhone. So he asked the woman to send him a picture. And Miss Dent sends a picture, and he laughed. And, of course, she, he realized, rather, that this certainly was not his grandma, and he replied back, you're not my grandma, but can I still get a plate, though? Seeing the wonderful grandma that she is, replies, of course you can. That's what grandmas do, feed everyone. So Jamal posts the whole exchange between him and uh, Miss Ditch all on Twitter, and according to what I've read, it's been shared more than 190,000 times on Twitter. So, of course, uh, Miss Ditch was very sincere, and I'm pretty sure that she's going to have to have a couple of extra places set at the table on Thursday. <laughs> and you know what? This really is a happy highlight, and I like that people are so engaged and love the story because Miss Dance is white, and the young teenager is black, and so they built this relationship by accident. But actually, it shows that you know it's not all bad. We hear a lot of stories about the increased racial tensions, and this is definitely a highlight amidst all of that. And I need to give Miss Dish's number because she looks like she can probably throw down in the kitchen. So, I mean. <laughs> Y'all think she ordered her uh, greens from Neiman Marcus? No, ma'am. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, it looks like she might have a little love in the pot somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, that's how you got to do it. So, you know, we can't leave without something from the Crazy Crimes. During a wedding ceremony in Ghana, Wedding guests, and I'm sure the bride, were caught off guard when the groom's side chick comes to the wedding wearing the same dress as the bride. I'm talking about white bell, gloves, and all. Then she tries to stand next to the couple while there was a gentleman there trying to get her out of there. So she then grabs the microphone and starts telling the crowd about the groom and I guess they're indiscretions or whatever, and it's reported that a fight later broke out in the hallway. Wait, what? <laughs> you heard me. So how did she know what type of dress the real, the main, was going to wear? Something fishy about that. You know, men, they do a whole lot of pillow talk. So did he give her that information? Because it's thousands and thousands of wedding dresses, so it's really odd that she would have the exact same one. Homes. Well, I thought either that or she was stalking the main bride because she had to plan this. So, you know what I mean? She knew they were getting married. Well, she knew, probably knew it when she signed up for it. Rule number one and side chick Galatians 1013. <laughs> Do not <laughs> You know what? <laughs> well, that's it for this bit, and I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I, I can't wait to tell it. 
And you know I'm going to say it, and y'all stay away from the Neiman Marcus Green and that crystal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> For my listeners in Knoxville, Tennessee, you can head on over to the Magnolia Cafe on Wednesday evening starting at 5 p.m. for the night before Thanksgiving wing night. DJ Vaughn will continue his bowling night on Thanksgiving at the Strike and Spare Fountain Lane starting at 8 o'clock p.m. The Wright Girls and Yvette Rice of YR Productions will be joined by Sterile the Pearl for their day after Thanksgiving Old School Jam at the Unique Banquet Hall, formerly known as The Broker on MLK Avenue. For more announcements and events related to Knoxville, check out www.thevillageofknox.com, the place for positive community outreach and engagement. Be reminded that you can now call in and leave your thoughts on topics or issues, and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. The call-in number is 865-409-1170. Once you call, you'll receive instructions on how to proceed. Also, make note, I am still looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, as well as more submissions for Teens Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember that you can listen to Talking With T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Google Music. New shows drop each Monday. It is impossible to highlight all that goes on in the news on our show, but subscribe to Talking With T Daily the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Always give without remembering and always receive without forgetting. Have a blessed Thanksgiving and thank you for listening to Talking With Tea.